Welcome to the News and Views podcast by the Fintech Times. Established in 2016, the Fintech Times is a global multimedia news outlet centered around the world's first leading fintech newspaper. We report on the latest and brightest ideas from the fintech world. Follow the conversation using hashtag TFC News and Views and follow us at the Fintech Times. Hi, I'm Polly and I'm a journalist at the Fintech Times. Hi, I'm Manisha. I'm the marketing coordinator at the Fintech Times. And this week we looked at biometric authentication. Polly, you looked at this topic? Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to delve into biometric authentication because, um, you know, I think it's really getting to a point where, you know, our physical characteristics are becoming the key to digital authentication. Um, and they're slowly and but surely replacing pins and passwords. And I think, you know, the biometric authentication sort of industry process and the like are really sort of propelling quite into the mainstream. So, you know, with services becoming digital and automated as the norm now, um, our unique biometric data is becoming a real vital element in unlocking them. Um, so I feel like there's something quite futuristic and high tech about biometric authentication sometimes. Like how many times have you watched a movie and, you know, the evil villain's lair has a hand scanners and eye scanners and all sorts of things like that. Um, and I think sometimes speaking as sort of like, you know, a member of the general public, biometric authentication can feel like very far away, very much, you know, a future thing. However, that's really not the case. And it's already used in so many different ways currently. So, you know, most mobile phones nowadays use either a fingerprint or a face ID in order to unlock them instead of a password or a PIN. Um, and as well, you know, biometrics are used to access other things like personal and corporate laptops, industrial systems, as well as, you know, commercial and government offices. It's not even that much of a new technology either and has actually been in application for years, a very long time. And then, you know, in interesting situations too. So, for example, when I was in secondary school, our payment system was a cashless biometric one through our fingerprints. Um, and let me tell you, you never felt cooler as a 12 year old buying your dinner via fingerprint scanner. Um, and that was well over a decade ago now. So this tech has been an application in a variety of instances, you know, for a while. Um, however, the number and the variety of applications for these technologies is still growing. Um, so whether, you know, customers are unlocking a shared vehicle using a fingerprint scanner or accessing, you know, accounts like Spotify or Netflix via facial recognition, biometrics enable developers to create a detailed digital customer profile um, and like a genuinely seamless user experience as well. So, you know, the popularity of solutions such as Apple's Touch ID can certainly be considered proof that biometrics are well trusted by consumers. But there are certain instances where you wonder if this trust is well-placed, and that's probably quite a dramatic way of phrasing it. Um, but there's still an element of wariness when it comes to using biometrics, uh, which I think is actually really interesting as, you know, only you have your fingerprint, only you have your face. In Even in the case of, you know, twins and, and people who look very similar to you, um, physical characteristics are relatively fixed and individualized. So in theory, the idea of biometric authentication should be super secure, which is obviously what it's intended to be. However, while these kinds of ID recognition for, you know, device authentication, etc., is super commonplace, it's not just the biometrics that you see on your device. And there are still some risks to individuals around, you know, fraud and identity theft. Um, and the rising prevalence of biometrics also comes with rising concerns about the technology's level of security and the possible implications that can stem from it if compromised. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people in the industry are aware of this and are working on this and are starting to have these conversations in order to educate consumers and develop a collaborative approach to ensure that this data is protected. 
Um, so obviously the fraud issue here comes from data. Like your, say for example, your fingerprint is scanned on a scanner, transferred into a sequence of data, and it's that data that is used to match up and allow you access to, you know, your device, whatever it is you're trying to access. That's a very super simplified um explanation, but that's kind of where the issue comes from. Is is that data safe and is that data protected um, and I think an interesting point that was made by Claire Hatcher from Kaspersky is that new technologies are always vulnerable because they are new biometric data stored by a service provider is just as valuable as a target for cyber criminals as a database containing usernames and passwords any security breach resulting in the leakage of this information is likely to have much more serious consequences than the theft of a password so you know you can change a password or a pin and are encouraged to regularly for security but if your fingerprint gets compromised, well, you can't really change that. Um, so it's safe to say that, you know, biometric data, unlike a username or password, is very persistent and it is carried with you for life. And because of that, it's important that people are informed about the way biometric data is used and held and under what circumstances it might be passed to other agencies. There are also some other concerns when it comes to the use of biometric authentication and some of them uh, surrounding the idea of bias. So facial recognition systems can sometimes struggle to recognise people of colour or non-cisgender people as accurately. Um, with learning systems for biometrics often based, you know, primarily on white or white males photos. So this obviously is a big issue. And if we're moving to a future where biometrics are going to be the main form of security, you know, not being able to recognise whole groups of people based on characteristics such as skin colour is a huge concern and one that does need to be solved quickly. And I do believe it is getting better, but there are still some instances of this happening. And, you know, there's also the fact of what if it doesn't work, you know? What if your facial recognition on your phone doesn't recognize you? You know, for example, during the COVID pandemic, some face ID on phones did struggle to recognize people with masks on. Um, and if the tech doesn't recognize you, you can't just, you know, change your password to get in. Um, obviously, there are situations in place, you know, whereby if it doesn't recognize you by your face, then you put your pin in instead. Um, so biometrics of all kinds are an effective way of identifying customers, but it's this technology, should this technology be used as more of a secondary protection method that complements other security measures in these instances. That being said, there are still many benefits to biometrics. And, you know, there's a reason that they're increasingly popular. At the end of the day, a biometric identity like your fingerprint or like your facial features are incredibly hard to fake. A username and a password can be hacked, guessed or lost. Whereas it's highly likely that your finger is going to stay attached to your body for the majority of your life and that can't be stolen it's also incredibly convenient you don't have to remember anything and you carry it around everywhere you can easily forget your password but pressing a fingerprint to a scanner or looking at a screen is super easy and just solves a lot of friction in that process so i mean biometrics are really going to become an increasing part of authentication options as more sophisticated technologies and approaches come about to secure its development in the future um, and I think, you know, biometrics just have a lot of potential and they really do provide endless opportunities for innovation and has already become so embedded in our devices and the way that we live. It's almost invisible to the end consumer. Um, and, you know, most people don't even think about the fact that they're unlocking their phone with their fingerprint. You know, it's just an everyday aspect of life now. However, you know, the security concerns are still there. So obviously some work still needs to be done. But the trust will continue to come from the public. And I really think, you know, biometrics just could become even more mainstream across all industries. It's just absolutely going to happen. Um, so, Manisha, I know you looked at a similar thing. What did you look at this week? So I looked at a case study on Vodafone and 
Amazon Web Services trail keyless software as a service to improve, and they're using biometrics to improve payment experience. So to start with, Keyless is a London-based cybersecurity firm, and it has built a biometric software solution that could help payments providers deploy instant, frictionless payment experiences to all their customers, um, not just to those who have the latest technology or gadgets. And this company has actually enhanced digital banking by making the payment experience more secure and private for all users, regardless of what type of device they're using to access the mobile banking. The underlying privacy technology Keyless uses enables several cloud servers in different locations to jointly process authentication requests without, um, you know, sharing or disclosing any data between them. Um, the application of this technology for online authentication ensures that this biometric data and any, you know, private information is never going to get leaked or at risk enabling companies to embrace, you know, advanced solutions without compliance risks. To demonstrate how mobile banking and payment industry can benefit from innovative and advanced technology deployed on London, London's 5G infrastructure, Keyless has recently tested the speed and latency of Amazon Web Services wavelength authentication software on Vodafone's 5G network. Amazon Web Service wavelength embeds storage services on the edge of 5G networks to help Developers build applications with larger bandwidth and high speeds and low latencies. So in areas where 5G is the strongest, enrollment for biometric multi-factor authentication took approximately three seconds and with payments taking over just half a second, which feels basically instantaneous and it's in real time. This has, you know, implications for Vodafone, especially their customers, as they experience a good experience, and that goes hand in hand with customer retention. And today's multi-factor authentication solution can take around several minutes to complete, meaning customers will get frustrated and there's a lack of retention for business. According to Fido, 68 or 68% of consumers believe biometrics are quicker and easier to use than traditional two-factor authentication solutions that require passwords and one-type passwords such as you know those sent to a device via you know push push notifications or sms keyless also recorded rapid deployment of its computer heavy technology on vodafone's 5g network and this was deployed in a set number of hours so the dramatic reduction in deployment time means mobile banking and payment providers can quickly roll out keyless devices technology to large you know distributed customer sets helping to enhance customer experience combining 5G and you know multi access computing has meant the speed of authentication and payments will lead to a greater adoption of biometric solutions and it can have a huge impact directly on the digital world essentially 5G will enable real-time processing and it will be a big step in the mobile banking industry as it will lead to frictionless and seamless payments and again you know improving customer experience whilst enhancing security and privacy. I think overall biometric authentication is you know rapidly rapidly evolving and if implemented correctly it can help businesses ensure that only the right people have access to certain information. Thanks for listening to the News and Views podcast by the Fintech Times. Don't miss next week's episode and continue the conversations using hashtag TFT News and Views and follow us at the Fintech Times.